Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the latest edition of Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that's conveniently forgetting how much Craig Dawson hates us all. I am Graham Brown and I'm here with Kieran Dudek. Hiya Graham, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you mate. And today, just because we don't really talk about football or anything that matters or any of that, carry on, we are putting together our um, worst Albion 11 of the last 20 years. So our colleagues that uh, we put on Wolves have done this this year and it seems to have kind of taken off and uh, we thought this might be a good way of getting people talking. Um... I have something of an advantage just at being 36 over Kieran in that I can remember the last one. How old are you? 25. So Kieran is he's, he's scraping the barrel at the, at the start of it, but, but we, uh, we offer different ends of the spectrum in this regard, and uh, uh, I, I think it might be an advantage that I can remember the 10 years before the last 20 years, <laughs> which were really, really bad, but, uh, but we'll pass that. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk through our, um, our respective uh, players in each position. We'll hammer it out, we'll get a story out, get it on Facebook, you can comment on it, we'll come back and talk about it again. It's just that the idea is that we kind of um, spur conversation. But I guess before we get on to this... Let's just yeah. briefly touch on you know the old football and Albion on the pitch and kicking it around and so on. Where are we at? What do, what do you think? Um, are, are Albion top two contenders this year? Potentially. Um, I think it will be a case of outscoring the opposition, won't it? Yeah. But we're in a, the fact that we're in a transition and we're still picking up points, you know, it's a completely alien system to most of the squad. Yes. And they're working their way through it. And I th- it's positive, really. I think... We're starting to hit a bit of a run now where if we can carry that on, we, we should be up there. What do you think about... The, I mean, so, so my, my overriding concern is that in two very, very, very central positions, we still haven't necessarily got it right. But what I would say is Hagazi had a terrific... He's, he's had one mm. terrific game. And I do, I've always said with Hagazi, I still, I still think Hagazi is an absolute way to happen. But I think the middle of a central three is, is his position. If he's got one, that's, that's going to kind of... Um, if the players around him are doing the right things and nimble enough, that might, that might kind of sort it out. So Higazi is a problem. Brunt remains a problem for me. And my concern is that they're, they are, they're desperately trying to, re- to um, recruit players to become the third choice number 10 behind James Morrison. What are they doing to address the fact that Chris Brunt hasn't really performed in any game this season? Not a lot, really. I think with Chris Brunt, I do think he'll start regardless of how badly he's playing. Just, you know, as club captain. I mean... He's lost that before, but he's obviously Darren Moore's obviously a big fan of him. Yeah, and you know, he's not, it's not that he's. I wouldn't say he's playing badly. I'd just say maybe that yard of pace he just hasn't got. I just wonder really if he's he's he the sort of player that can play in a midfield too. There's a lot of um, players that aren't. I've always said Jakob can't. I always said I would say yeah. now Barry can't, and I would put Brunt in that. He's 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 it's not his position. He's getting on a bit, and and I wonder if it's a bit naive to think you know Livermore will cover a bit of ground, Brunt can cover the you know it's. I don't think he's right, and then and then it's interesting. You've got Raheem Harper playing these terrific games, um, you know, when he gets the opportunity. I mean, I wouldn't be throwing Raheem Harper in against Stoke City myself, and so on, which is why I kind of feel like if they're going to recruit, maybe that's the position yeah. they should be recruiting. 
don't, it's what I think it's just another case of which is it's been the same for the last ten years. It's finding a way to get him in the squad, regardless. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he's been standout terrible every week. Um, I'd say he's you know just as bad as Livermore has been. I do. So I would um, say Livermore's had two really very very good games, yeah, and I yes. wouldn't say Brunt has had one really very good game. I, I, he I, never does though, does he? Really, he's never yeah. really been one to stand out. I think he does. I think there's a lot more scope to to get things wrong in the centre, especially when we haven't got a lot of cover there. Because obviously, no, exactly. they've got so many players that are playing in the front final third that, save we are overrunning midfield. There's not a lot. Of, no, if not they, a lot of help. That goes if there was an actual midfield, I mean, I thought it was interesting that the the kind of twenty minutes against Middlesbrough where Morrison came on for Barnes, and while Barnes was probably our best player. Morrison just made that extra man to a larger extent. Yeah. He was just sort of five yards back, and that gave Brunt a bit more freedom. But you're right; he's ex- in the formation we're playing now. He's exposed. I think, it? you know, as we go on a bit, you know, Barnes is still learning. He has, you know, he's, it's a weak part of his game. He's tracking back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it a lot. No, I do think the more he plays, he'll realise that he's going to have to do that as part of his game, and it will help our central midfield look better if we've got. You know, cover coming from the wide. I yeah, mean, well, no, it looked better. Okay with, with it. It but. looked better with Morrison in it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing is, would you start Morrison? No. Nah. I mean, that that is the yeah. overriding thing. I mean, to be honest, I would have been. Um, I welched a bit the idea of moving Phillips back to play wing back, although that's really worked. Because I mean, you've got, you know, in Barnes, Phillips, um, in Barnes, Phillips, Rodriguez, and particularly Gale, you've got the kind of that. You've got the force, force in there that's going to kind of terrify from. But Barnes, but. Um, Phillips has worked, move work has worked moving back, but I would be, I'd be unkeen to move that Barnes position further back. In fact, no. if anything, um, no, you can't touch. But I'd be, I, I would be messing around with Rodriguez before Barnes. Now Barnes is yeah. central to what we do, and he needs a free roll of some kind, really. You know, it's a sacrifice for the style of football that Moore's obviously trying to play. You are going to sacrifice bodies in the middle. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, they might, they're not playing brilliantly but at the same time it, I think everything that goes wrong does seem to be placed on the central midfield when in reality if you look at our forward players they should be doing a bit yeah, more yeah that's time. certainly it so, so to segue into the main thrust of this are any of the Al- current Albion players in your worst Albion level in the last 20 years no I, d- I was toying with putting um, Agazi in there but you know he's, <laughs> he's not that bad to nah. jump over <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, should we start then? So, so you can kick off this one. So, so what formation have you gone? I've gone four three three. Oh, as have I. So that that helps. So, so we can we can um, we can go position for position. So, yeah. uh, go on. When have you got in goal? Pascal Zuberula, without doubt. As have I. Right. Well, that's that's good. That's that's good. Go on. Uh, what, what, tell me your talk me through your memories of Zuberula. It was just a, it was just a torrid time for everyone involved, weren't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, he signed for a free, and I think by the end of the year he spent with us. I think Albion was still feeling hard done by. Like, yeah. you know, they should have had money for taking him, but it was, he was only there as an understudy to us a whole for one, and then when he did come in, he just wasn't good enough. Um, the fans booing him, and you know, when he caught the ball, you get sarcastic applause. Yeah. It just, it was never going to happen. The fans didn't want to. I always thought Zuberbiller as well struggled because he came it came amidst a time where we had a lot of good goalkeepers. I mean, even going back, even when Albion were rubbish, we had like yeah. Alan Miller who was a good keeper. We obviously had Russell Holt for a long time. There was a gap between them. Then you you were talking about the likes of kind of Kirkland and Cusack, uh, 
I guess it dipped a little bit after with Carson, but actually throughout the last 20 years, largely Albion have had good keepers. There's that short period there. So we didn't have a lot to choose from, really. I mean, Dane Kiley come in to replace him as well, I remember. Yes. didn't help. <laughs> it made him look even worse. Yeah, so, 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 so. Now, so we're agreed. So Zubabula makes it. Um, yeah. <laughs> right back. Um, Zubabaloon, I've gone with. Okay. Uh, go on, talk about Zubabaloon. I, I think it's more. I'm just remembering one game, well, one round of the FA Cup in particular with Reading when we were winning at the Majeski he made a mistake and he equalised and then on the replay at the Hawthorns he tried to bring down a ball from what I remember and just completely lost it and we got knocked out of the cup um, he just seemed to his decision making was poor his first touch was poor he didn't seem much of a football player really do you want to know something else as well so 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 if you were to ask me who's the best right back I've ever seen play for Albion, I might just say Zuvalu. Really? So I don't know if you were there for his first five games, but he was absolutely <laughs> out of this world. His first season, to be fair, his first season was good. But I can see the point. So I've gone with Gamboa. So, and I think we should set some. I think we should set some. So, so, so you could fill this with a lot of players that were in the 1999 team, and I have got some of them. But I mean, I think I think there has to be some kind of kind of context in their level of expectation, their cost, and their wages, and yeah. so on. Um, so so that will kind of pan out. I went Gamboa, but I'm arguable with this. Uh, in that, you know, he came with big fanfare, Costa Rica, <laughs> cost a bit of money, and he never made it. And then what's more, he kind of went to Celtic and proved it wasn't Albion. He actually wasn't very good. Um, and then at the World Cup, he proved he, he was half decent. Same well, at the World Cup, he played really well. In Costa, in the Costa Rica, in a Costa Rica shirt, it's not bad. I think I'm gonna go with yours though. I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> the thing about Zulu is he cost a fortune. He cost two point seven million. There was so much expectation there with him as well. Yeah, and he was capable as well. And I think I think in the spirit of this, I think it's worth reflecting the fact that you know he had. I mean, he had six good games and I don't know, but forty bad games for. I think his decline was that rapid that. Yeah. You know, you, you can say how well he played when he first comes, but he was so poor by the time by the time he left. So I'll name my first centre half, which is Darren Purse. <laughs> so I'm gonna justify Purse. I just felt there's several things I think about Purse. Firstly, the nature of his recruitment was wrong. So they brought Purse in they were they bought two players kind of rejected by Birmingham City when they were trying to build a team to stay in the Premier League. And from the off, that was a bad idea and kind of evidence of the fact that Albion were a championship type in the Premier League, really. Yeah. Um, when he got there, I mean, there was, there's that... I think he's probably best remembered for ducking under the header that Andy Johnson went and scored in the 3-0 win away at, uh, at Palace. But, I mean, just in general, he was a very, very uncultured centre-half. You know, he was... <laughs> We've had we have have had worse in the last twenty years in the championship, but again, just for the sake of context, he was brought in to keep us in the Premier League, and I mean, no, no, no. There's no question whatsoever that that was ever actually going to. He wasn't the man for the job, and he and he came along and proved it. Gone. Who have you got in his position? I've gone with Mate, Abdul Mate. Okay, yeah. He was, I mean, he was just so slow, weren't he? He was such a unit. It was like. You'd think we'd sign him from Ikea. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just like, I've never seen anyone so slow. Yeah. I mean, it, to be honest, he could probably read the game. He, he seemed to be on the right track, but he'd never be able to make it back. So He's another that, that played <clears throat> successful times in a back three. That I've talked about yeah. this a lot on this, this podcast, but you know, you kind of guard so and more, and play, these players can look exceptional in a back three and not in a back two. I think Darren Purse is worse yeah, than Yeah, I think Purse was a proper... 
old school defender where anyway he could head and kick but other than that he, yeah and um, to yeah. be in the premiership it was like a similar level to like Dabble Burgess and people like that well I think that's but it because we were that's it and, 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 and into the context is the yeah. fact that he was brought in in the Premier League and and there were never that was never going to be a success yeah. well, so next to him who have you got Lugano oh as have I well that's, that's, that's nice and neat oh. memories of Lugano that Aston Villa game yeah that's the one he was I've, honestly that was probably the worst single performance I've seen in an Albion shirt in 25 years it was so poor and you know he wasn't much better in other games either I think the thing I, so, so, it, so to defend Lugano despite the fact he's in my team and he's definitely going to miss him so Mel threw him under a bus to a certain extent he think he yeah. can he probably liked him because he, he spoke the same language of him he kept Macaulay out the team against Villa to do this he played a high line when when the bloke you know he was about the slowest footballer I've ever seen Um so he was slightly thrown under a bus, but I, mean, I, but I sort of I think you're right. Again, in the in the context of all this this kind of fanfare, I assume he was very well paid, and he just never he never for one second looked up. You know, he might he might yeah. have won the odd header, but I mean, and it was that I mean that Villa game, jeez, it was just he was just uh, he was he was past his best as well, wasn't he? I suppose, but yeah. not that he had his best, but from what I saw, but. He just wasn't a great signing full stuff. Nah, he brought, he brought a tan to the team, but a little else. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping we don't keep on agreeing because this, this could make it boring. Uh, at left back, I have gone. So it's difficult. We've had loads of ter- terrible left backs. Joe Mattock was an awful yeah. left back. Uh, loads. But I've gone with Tanina, uh, <laughs> who uh, I, th- I think I'd go, oh, Adizi is another one I considered. But Tanina was a permanent signing. And he, <laughs> fair to say he never showed it at Albion. I don't think he ever showed it in. In England, it's another example. I've got a particular um, feeling for the for players that you know are going to fail when you recruit them, and no one at Albion thought Tadinia would be a success. No one, and it turned out as such. Did yeah. you go with? Well, technically, he was a right back, but because there were so many bad left backs, I just went with Andre Wisdom um, on loan. I just think you know you're expecting. There was all these rave reviews about how he bombs down the wing, and but he was just he was awful to watch. He was replaced by Craig Dawson to go right back, yes. which shows how. I mean, I know how good Dawson was at right back eventually, but to rather play a centre half there shows how bad he was. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't work for him. It was just a bad signing from the off. Well, they played some games, but then I mean, obviously played in that in that terrible. I think he played over twenty games in the Premier League. I, well, I think I, I'm going to say for the sake of balance, uh, having a left footer yeah. there, Tanino is miles Definitely. worse than miles worse. So <laughs> um, both gone from midfield three. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I think a couple of mine will probably a bit, uh, probably go back a bit set before you, mm. but I'm going to start. My first choice in the midfield three for Albion's worst team of the last 20 years is Andy Townsend. So again, in the context of the things I've been saying, you know, he came with with some fanfare. He was highly raving. You know, it's back at a time when Albion didn't have any aspiration for a long time, and he, and you know, actually signing a player with with a kind of big name was, was sort of exciting. And I mean, he was just awful. He, he just looked like he looked. It's amazing how quickly people can age. It just, you know, he's, he's actually you know, a, a kind of strider, box-to-box um, player across his time. He was just appalling for Albion. And the fact that he came from Villa, and he's not the only former Villa player that's going to feature in this list for me, yeah. um, just kind of just kind of added more to it. I almost kind of think, I kind of know if we sign a player from Villa, it's not going to work. I know, because it's a, just kind of written in the stars that it's, a, that it's, a, that it's yeah. a such Kevin Phillips aside, of course. Um, so, yeah, Townsend. Have you got Townsend? No, I haven't. He was too young, I was about seven when he was playing for us. So. Uh, I've gone with Samaras. Um, oh, midfield? Yeah. Oh, well, I have Samaras. Have I just think, you know, he was so poor, wasn't he? He was oh. slow. He was, he was basically everything 
opposite to what Albion fans expect from the players. And he just it just didn't turn up. Um, to, we played him on the wing as well when he had no pace. It was just. I, I don't really know what that signing was all about. He's another example. I mean, I, Sam Rass is my go-to example. When I keep saying this, making this point of when you sign a player, you know he's going to fail. We all knew he would fail. He, yeah. he, he failed at Man City. He, I would argue he failed at Celtic. I know he's popular up there, but he averaged less than a goal of his yeah. three games in Scotland playing at Celtic. Scotland. Exactly. Um, it was an absolute given that he wasn't going to succeed. I've got Sam Rass as one of my my front three. Sam Rass will definitely make this team because I can't stand the guy. No, it was terrible. Uh, well, I guess my, my another kind of similar to Sam Rass I, I went with was Blanco. I mean, obviously yeah. kind of similar era, but yet again another player came with quite a bit of fanfare. Cost him, I mean, I think cost a lot. I think cost about two and a half million pound at that time. And um, he was just clearly not right for Albion at that at that time. You know, he was clearly he clearly wasn't the right man. You know, and 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 the. Strate- hence, I mean, thank you to the recruitment team back then and Alan Irvin and so on. That they, I mean, the strategy was awful in that they um, they were bringing in lots and lots of players that weren't good enough rather than bringing in one or two that were. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Blanca, I, mean, I didn't see enough of Blanca to know whether he was good or not, but, but yeah, he was, he was another, and, and a lot of the players in this team came to Albion with some degree of fanfare and never, ever did anything ever again. Yeah. And Blanco just fell off the face of the earth, it seems to me. Did you have him? I didn't. Who I went got? with Valero instead. Which, when you say, Crikey. you know, wrong club at the wrong time, yeah. he... Because it's not like he's he hasn't done anything with his career. He's, he's highly rated in Italy, and I think... Oh, God, yeah. You know, he's he had skill. He just looked... Ironically, I think our squad at the time wasn't good enough for him. No, I'd agree. That absolutely. Um, rather than him not being good enough. Uh, no, I think you're right. I mean, he I, had I, so much... Everyone expected him to be a world beater. I'm not sure Valera would work because what he is he's a he's a um, he's a deep lying he's a bit yeah. like, like, like like what they want from um, from Brunt now he, yeah. he, he's a he's a deep lying um, player who, who kind of um, you know like a quarterback like, who, who kind of directs uh, directs things but when we weren't and I don't think I'm not even sure we're smart enough to have Valera in our team now not now I think maybe two years ago we did fit him quite well what in a Pulis team yeah when we you know when we're if playing well on, his, on the counter attack if they have worked on his throw-ins maybe um, the uh, we are, see, I would contest that Valero, for the exactly the reason you said, shouldn't be. I don't blame Valero. I mean, he's, he, he, mar- he he ticks all the boxes. He costs four point seven million at a time. That's probably the equivalent of twelve to yeah. fifteen million now. And he and he was he was tangibly a flop. But I don't blame him for that. And I think Alvin and I think Alvin kind of got their return from him. I'm going to yeah. throw in a name, Lee Marshall, who obviously had a terrific. <laughs> Um, debut for Albion uh, scored Albion's first ever Premier League goal then uh, there's plenty of rumours about what happened with Lee Marshall and Gary Megson at Albion's own but suffice yeah. to say was a, he, was a, he was a terrible player for Leicester came to Albion with some hope seemed to, seemed another one you know, came to Albion with some hope so, you know, on the face of it had one bad season but was good enough to be signed by another Premier League team which was unlike the lipstick on a pig side for Albion and everywhere else Um and he just never played football again. I think he might have moved to Hull or something yeah. and played played a couple of games. Yeah. But in essence, just kind of died. Um, he was it was basically signed just for the Premier League experience, weren't it? Yeah, there were a club there with no players that had played there before. So, have you got any more central midfielders? Well, he's not really central. He's more wide, but he's Yasin Alganasi. Yeah, well, I mean, thought about having him. I just <laughs> he was another one full of potential. Everyone was expecting him to be gave him the potential, and he. What was it he played? Was it Warsaw pre-season? Yeah. And uh, I remember all the Albion fans raving about him because he played really well in that. But that was against Warsaw. So then you, when you play him in the league, he just it just didn't work for him, did it? 
I don't think he ever. Well, I don't know. Did he only? Have, I, I'm, I'm just, it seems to remember he played once. Yeah, he did. Didn't play a lot. Um, I think they signed him. Realised he wasn't. I, I think it was more. He was too fragile, wasn't he? I mean, maybe he was good with the ball. I think there was before. a bit of off the pitch stuff as well. I don't, yeah. I don't know how well. I don't, I don't know how well he took to um, to to life in this uh, in this country. It's mm. an interesting one to do. He came on like again. I think a lot of it's about expectation. He came on loan and did nothing. Cost us little. They gave him this number ten shirt, and, they, and there was, yeah. so it was kind of a bit of a billions. Right, so we've got our, our three, our midfield three now. So let's let's smash it. So I think Andy Townsend has to be in there. Yeah, and I think Samaras has to be in this team. All right, yeah. so, ta- so so name yours again. I've had Samaras, Valero, and Algalasa. So I don't think Valero can be in there. <laughs> Samaras might be a bit harsh. Yeah, I think so. So. So and I've got Blanco, Townsend, and Marshall. Well, I was considering Blanco himself. Marshall was poor though, wasn't he? Um, this is a tricky one. Oh, I can't. Uh, I think Samaras has to be in there. It's whether he gets Samaras has to be in there. All right, let's come back to this. So I think I think I think Blanco and Townsend are in there. And we'll see if we can squeeze Lee Marshall in or whether he goes. Up front. Yeah. So my so I have I presently have three up front, yeah. and I'll start with Samaras for the reasons that we said. Yeah. Um, Go on, who else have you got? Um, I've got three. I've got Sergio McDonald. Yeah. I'd, I remember Mowbray saying it was a special talent once. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Underbelly. <laughs> he never played him, so how could he think? He couldn't have thought he was that special. Um, I, mean, I mean, he played a bit. Uh, it was just fascinating. And then he, he went to Hereford, didn't he? And had that incredible run. Like, he's got about nine goals in three games or something. Yeah, McDonald. But the thing is, there's several Mowbray signs like this, you know. That he, so, so there was there was him, there was. Um, Oh, Shelton Martins. Yeah. Mowbray had this habit of signing players not to play them, didn't he? He liked yeah. this idea of, of, of like having having um, players who aren't there. And I guess that's... My, I would say the defence to McDonald. I've got, sure, I've got McDonald on the bench for me. Yeah. Where he would differ to... I'm going to come on to Luke Moore in a second. Is that He didn't come with any expectation. He cost next to nothing. He yeah. went for next to nothing. He didn't necessarily cost us anything. And he like, clearly wasn't good enough. And he was comedically not good enough. Yeah, yeah I was, think it was that bad. He was kind of like a bit of a cult here. Yeah, he man. was. He was kind of a rabbit, <laughs> he, he's sort of a rabbit head. Another one that kind of went to nothing. Yeah. But, uh, but I would say... So, so I'm going to go... I'm going to venture Luke Moore. So Luke Moore would be the captain of this team for me. I, he's exactly what I talk about. You know, Kane, big fanfare, big money... And he was just appalling. I mean, you look at what his kind of career since then. I mean, he, it's not just so. so whereas McDonald was yeah. funnily bad, Luke Moore was the sort of bloke that makes you wish you didn't like football. You know, you, you <laughs> go there, he, 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 he sulked around the pitch. It was like he was hard done by to earn a million pound a year not to score for us. Yeah. He came from Villa. I mean, just the Villa thing alone. So, so for me, Moore has to be in here. Who else have you got? I'd have an Alka over Moore. Over Moore? Yeah, definitely. I just think he was, uh, he was way past his peak when we signed him. Yeah, he was more of a he was a name signing more than actually he weren't going to improve the side. Yeah, the Cornell gesture as well just completely <laughs> overshadowed the whole season. Really. Well, I think that's that's it for me. So, I just he was so late. It was so frustrating to watch him because he's just so lazy. You can't have and he was a lot of the time he was meant to be linking up with the midfield and he just wouldn't he'd just hang on the edge waiting for someone to pass well I think a little, it, it, it chimes a little bit with our experiences recently with um, Chadley which is that yeah. and the point I just made which is that you don't like watching someone who clearly thinks he's too good for you yeah. so I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay £500 a year to turn up to a football ground so someone who's paid yeah. 30 grand a week to be here could not want to be here 
I think you. I mean, I, Luke Moore stays in, but I, I, think, I think there's a. I, I'd like. I, I think I like the idea of Anelka and that team. Yeah, However, I'm going to go in a totally different direction. You're not going to remember him, but let me tell you, Anelka is a lot better player than Fabian De Freitas is. So I do remember him. So there's plenty of stories about Fabian De Freitas. But I mean, Fabian De Freitas squeezes into this team by virtue of bidding in 1999. I mean, he was appalling. You know, he, he, yeah. another player. I mean, and again. Actually, it shows how poor he was the Anelka of the day because he didn't seem to want to be there either. And obviously, in times, he wasn't there. Um, yeah, he was an appalling uh, appalling player. Another one, a lot of these teams, a lot of the players on this team, Mate, um, uh, Zuvalu and others, yeah. uh, had good first games for us. He had quite a decent first game from memory, but he just didn't care. He was an, he was an atrocious player. Um, the, the one saving grace I'll say for him is that he would have been less costly and he was in a team of atrocious players really when he signed but he was he was appalling who else have you got Marcus Rosenberg yeah um, I don't know it, <clears throat> fans liked him to be honest because he did seem to try he just it, I mean he didn't score one goal did he he just had no composure in front of goal and at the time we were struggling for strikers and he was just making the situation worse I think I was wondering about Rosenberg what was he supposed to be good at you have like, like your Michael Owen, your nippy strikers, you have your Peter Crouch's you know, win, winning headers and so on, you have your Rondon's holding up the ball. What, what did he do? I, no. don't, I never really got what he was supposed to be good at. No, he, di- he didn't seem to know what his game was either, really. He just kind of drift, drift around. Then he'd be half asleep when a chance did fall to him and he'd miss it a lot of the time. I just, you know, he weren't, he weren't a player that could hold it up, he weren't a player that could get behind, get behind the lines. So you're, I just don't see what... All right, so so we've named all our players now. I've got some some um, some substitutes, but let's let's figure it about them. And now we've got to just make, we've just got to set out our stall. So I definitely want Luke Moore up front. Who do you definitely want up front? An Alka. Yeah, well, I think I think I do as well. And I definitely want Samaras in this team. So now it's coming to a, I would say a choice between whether we want in Samaras in midfield, Lee Marshall in midfield, or Defratus up front. I would say. Is there anyone else? I don't think Rose. I think Rosenberg was. Terrible. Well, Rosenberg wasn't defrayed as terrible. Nah. Uh, I mean, he just couldn't score. Just couldn't score. Um, I'll, pro- I'll tell you what then, put Samaras up front. So we have midfoot. We we've got Samaras, Moore, and Anelka up front. And we've got. It's a terrible front line, isn't it? And if we've got in midfield, then we're going to have. Marshall. Uh, Marshall, Townsend, and Blanco. That's a pretty terrible thing. So, the, so, so now, like I said, we're gonna, we'll get this into a story. We'll bang it out there, and you can all have your say and uh, and kind of feedback. And then in time, we're probably going to work out who'd lose a game: Albion's worst, uh, worst eleven of the last twenty years, or Wolves' worst eleven. What I would say is that uh, if the Albion's best eleven of the last twenty years had beat Wolves' last eleven, and we aren't the plaything of a anonymous Chinese man, so we've uh, we've we've had our moment. Um, so we'll get the story out. Um, thank you for joining us again this week on Woodman Corner. Apologies that we are we are uh, among the more random of the Albion podcasting that we don't always come out every week. But when we do come out, you know we don't talk about football either, so you get you get that bonus. But thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to uh, join us on our podcast or any stage, please do get in touch. You can find me and Kieran on Twitter. Uh, in the meantime, up the baggies. See you again next week. <laughs>